today on Doomed! Merry Christmas! Uh, oh no. Oh no. Was, it, was I just canceled? Should I have said Happy Holidays? Ladies and gentlemen, on tonight's episode of Doomed with Matt Binder, we will be taking a look at the long, I'm actually surprised how long it is, the long history of the war on Christmas. We talk about forever wars. I think the war on Christmas is the one that will last for all eternity. And we'll get right down to the who, what, when, where, and why. Well, right now, because joining me to break this all down, to to lead the charge in the war on Christmas, let me pull us up on the screen, is my guest at this uh, for this episode, Parker Malloy, writer of the Present Age newsletter. Parker, how's thank- it going? Oh, it's going great. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, totally. And I want to comment for people who don't who who can't tell. In fact, I think because I'm doing the the side screen here, people can't see the full blown Christmas festive background you got going on. Let me let me pull you up just by yourself for a second. Look at that. Look at that Christmas tree. Oh, the other side. Other side. There we go. Look there at that. we go. That, look at that Christmas tree. I mean, how can anyone claim that the left is perpetrating a war on Christmas after seeing this background you have? I mean, it just seems shocking to me. I know. It just... Ooh, wait, I'm getting... I'm hearing myself echoing. I'm trying to figure out why. Hmm. Well, Sorry. Every, everything sounds great on this Sounds end. great on your so end. So I know okay. that's going to be troublesome for you, but I just want to let you know that nothing is wrong for what people are hearing. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I will just... Actually, now it sounds fine. Great. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So it was See? on your... So you know what I think? I think it's the various different uh, elves and reindeer and snowmen trying to infiltrate the stream... As, it's big Christmas. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, the war on Christmas continues. You know, it's a year of, uh, you know, the, we heard a lot about uh, the forever wars this year with Joe Biden ending the war in Afghanistan, um, which means it no longer is a forever war. Although, you know, drone strikes. Although, oddly enough, as I say that, I did just do a piece, uh, a segment uh, a week or two ago about how basically Joe Biden has, at least for now, uh, seemingly ended even the, the drone, uh, for the most part, don't want to say completely, but has pulled back tremendously on even the, the, the drone usage that we have in, in countries like, uh, you know, Iraq and, um, Somalia and, uh, Libya. Uh, so, you know, Yemen. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, uh, you got little victories, little victories, little, little victories. I mean, that, that's mostly because, uh, you know, he's got a move those resources over to the much larger war on Christmas. Right, right. Um, which, yeah, it's it's time for Joe Biden to end the forever war on Christmas. Right. I hope I wish he could do that, but I think even that is beyond his power. This is just a war that will rage on, I think, uh, for as long as there'll be a right-wing media, because it seems, I, I actually have to say, uh, as we jump into this very special holiday edition of Doomed, um, I was shocked when I was reading 
the uh, I believe it was the uh, second piece in your four piece series. The first piece is just really an announcement that you were going to do this series on war, the War on Christmas. But the second uh, piece, you you really get into it, and I did not know how far back this whole oh, yeah. War on Christmas went. Now, now I think people might be thinking, yeah, maybe it started with Fox News during the Obama years. No, no. Oh, maybe it started with George Bush and his whole push for, you know, Christian, you know, Judeo-Christian values. No, no, no. Maybe no. it was uh, the, the 90s and, you know, Rush Limbaugh pushing in on his radio program. No, no, no. The Reagan years of the 80s? No, no, no. This goes back decades before that, at least... We're talking about the 1920s. I I I couldn't. I I mean, it's 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 amazing. So, uh, yeah, basically, let me give you a little history yeah, here. Break, break so, it down. so you know how Henry Ford is like was like a terrible person and horrible anti-Semite, like just just awful. Uh, so so there were there was that whole thing. So he lo- he liked to do a little writing and had a, had a newspaper of his own basically that just printed whatever he wanted to say, which was the, the Dearborn independent. And it was just horrific. It was horrible. And, uh, at one point they took all of the like op-eds that he and others helped him write and put them into a four volume series uh called let, let me make sure i've got this this correct okay it's called the international jew the world's foremost problem hmm. yeah that's not great very uh, subtle there yeah you almost so you might miss it if you don't really pay attention yeah is the anti-semitism is is you you gotta look for it but it's there uh <laughs> but yeah so so in volume two chapter 36 of this uh, which is which was titled Jewish Rights to Put Studies Out of Schools. Uh, it makes message uh, mention of uh, of Christmas with with a familiar argument. Now tell me if this sounds uh, familiar. Uh, so and it has become pretty general. Last Christmas, most people had a hard time finding Christmas cards that indicated in any way that Christmas commemorated someone's birth. Easter, they will have the same difficulty in finding Easter cards that contain any suggestion that Easter commemorates a certain event. There will be rabbits and eggs and spring flowers, but a hint of the resurrection will be hard to find. Now all of this begins with the designers of the cards, and even in this business, one comes under the same policy of declaring anti-Semitic everything that is Christian. Uh, if a rabbi says the New Testament is the most anti-Semitic book ever written, what must be the judgment on an Easter card that is truly an Easter card? So basically, it's it's that same, oh, they're, they're, people are trying to take the Christ out of Christmas kind of kind of thing. And I, there's something that is, I mean, it's very dark, but it's 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 kind of, in a sense funny that the same argu- arguments are being made now right it really People... seems like ford just has a problem with hallmark or something like <laughs> i mean yeah, it's all well... about the cards the christmas cards the easter card first of all i don't know what they were doing back in the 20s but i don't think right. easter cards are more much of a yeah. thing anymore maybe it was the thing then well, i don't know 
Well, and then, so let's fast forward 90 years. So here's something that was published by the National Review. Some have said, you can't find cards that say Merry Christmas. It gets harder and harder. I know, kind of like trying to find products not made in China. <laughs> I gave up on the China front long ago. Shameful, I know. But have you ever tried to buy an umbrella not made in China? So he goes on. But he goes, I gave up on the Merry Christmas front too, where cards are concerned. I just got a pretty card that says season's greetings or what's happening on the holidays or whatever. Life's too short to hunt down Merry Christmas. It's the same exact argument. 90 years apart. Right. And... That's that I find that totally remarkable and also kind of makes me think that maybe how a lot of this is based on people remembering their childhood, remembering, oh, the Christmas, the Christmases of my youth where everyone said Merry Christmas and the streets were lined with with decorations and all of that stuff. So I think that most people are just incorrectly remembering their youth. That's really what a lot of it I think comes down to because there's this we people romanticize the the past and that's that's exactly what this is it's saying oh look look at how things are changing and it scares me um I mean even I though thing, say, things I may know. not have changed I don't know I mean, how it is by you but Christmas decorations and Christmas lights and Christmas houses and Christmas in stores and Christmas in yeah. public spaces it's it's bigger than ever. I feel like every yeah, year it gets right. bigger and bigger. And listen, I I'm it starts a, I'm, earlier and earlier. Right, right. And listen, I'm a sucker for Christmas. I got no problem with it. I I, I love I love the holidays personally, but uh, the idea that it's going away and like or it's being like attacked now. If, if their problem is that like it's it's growing, but but the reason for the season, Jesus is. I mean. I, I don't see that either. I mean, whether or not you believe in uh, uh, God or whether or not you believe that Jesus is the son of God or whether you believe uh, whatever you believe. I mean, uh, the even the historical Jesus Christ, as far as he existed, um, the nativity scene is everywhere. The the angel stuff, the, the baby in a manger, that's all Jesus related. It's yeah. all part of cr the Christmas holidays. I mean, it's not going away. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I think what it is is people people think about Christmas movies, which are even extra Christmassy. They they are just over the top. I mean, the nineties the weren't like Home Alone. <laughs> you know it, that they they weren't as over the top Christmassy as that or any other Christmas movie. It's uh, but but yeah, I mean it's. There's no shortage of Christmas stuff anywhere. And that I've, I've been really interested in this for a long time and really just kind of generally interested in these sorts of moral panics or culture war kind of things that are that are framed as here is this thing that is changing and then looking back and finding um, near identical articles from a hundred years ago. <laughs> I, I did that with, with something I wrote at media matters a while back, uh, about the New York times obsession with speech on college campuses, which 100 years ago, literally more than a hundred years ago, they had, uh, they had ar articles that were making the same ar arguments that Barry Weiss and Brett Stevens were making in the times and, 2018 or whatever, you know, that these things are not new. And the same thing happened with, 
with the pandemic, I went and decided to start combing through old newspapers. And I found in 1918, you know, with the with the big flu pandemic, there were articles about people who didn't want to wear masks. There were <laughs> there were articles about people being angry about Thanksgiving dinner, being advised not to have big Thanksgivings. They, all of these things are the same and so much so much changes, but so much remains exactly the same. And we tend to not ever learn from these mistakes of the past or just events of the past generally. And that is that's what's so frustrating about this because I the war on Christmas, which the modern version of it starts started with Bill O'Reilly. That was 2004 because after, I mean, so after for, yeah, after Henry Ford, uh, the John Birch society picked it up in, uh, the late fifties because they said that the communists and the United nations, uh, were trying to take Christ out of Christmas. Uh, the white nationalist blog V dare, uh, used the term war on Christmas in 2000, which, it may have been the first mention of the phrase in the modern sort of context, uh, because there are like stories about the war on Christmas, referring to actual wars that just happened on Christmas. Right. But but regarding this, and hmm. so it it's just happened across across all of time. And good place it's, to take it's, good, good place to uh, to uh, really kick off that that turn of phrase, right? Vida. Yeah. What what a great way to. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I always I always get my my uh, my catchphrases from Vida. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and just continue beating that dead horse for the next at least twenty one years so far. I mean. Yeah. Jeez. Well, and 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 the and the funny thing is that so Bill O'Reilly started his sh- doing this on his show in uh, 2004, but in 2001 he wrote an op-ed that was just a list of things that made him angry about Christmas. He he scoured the the country. You know, he has like all these little stories like in Seattle, a King County executive named Ron Sims sent out a memo to county employees asking them not to say Merry Christmas and to be religion neutral. Like, okay, Uh, the Wisconsin Municipal Clerks Association ordered religious ornaments banned from the holiday tree. And so it's all these like one off examples in little towns. And the thing that, that sucks about all of this is. The internet has made finding these one-off examples so much easier, and it's something it's something that Fox uses on any number of issues. And you know, you have, um, you know, I was thinking about this earlier today. The uh, remember there was there was a story where someone had an art installation. It was an art project about um, f- fragility and trying to like overcome stress and it was this it was called the cry closet and basically it was just a booth that someone set up on a college campus and put it somewhere and it was an art project but tucker carlson takes that and he goes schools are starting to put these things in you know and it's just like you know really come you know and people ran with it and that's kind of how these stories go you find the outrage of the day and then you yell about it. These are not national news stories. It's it, it in 2001. It wasn't a. Na- it shouldn't have been a national news story. Whatever the King County executive 
sent on his memos like that. That's not something that needs to be in every newspaper around the country. Just like if some small town in Colorado decides to have a holiday tree or something, that is not newsworthy. But the internet and social media especially has made it so easy to find examples to to fuel this this political culture war. And that's exactly what it is because you're never going to have – uh, you know, a situation where at literally every person is going around saying Merry Christmas, uh, because that's just, that's weird. Right. I mean, it's especially when people expect it to be said earlier and earlier, like here, I, w- I was thinking about it this way. So, you know, there is this, like, if I wish you a Merry Christmas today, it's maybe not the not the worst thing. It's it's December sixteenth. It's kind of you know it's nine days away, a little over a week. Hey, I gotta tell you, but, I'm I'm I've been feeling the holidays since like uh, the yeah. day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> so I'm if you wish me Merry no. Christmas today, I'd be like about time. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, uh, you know, and it's that, but that's that that sort of thing where if you wish someone a Merry Christmas on like November. 29th people will be like what is wrong with you um unless you're like you or me where right. we are we are jolly right um <laughs> i mean i feel like you know here's the thing though like i i completely agree with you and i think the thing is so weird because like the most mainstream examples like you you can't find what they're pushing like they pick up like small town with like 250 people want to call it the holiday tree yet you turn on your tv every year in the first week of december on nbc aired all across the nation it wouldn't surprise me if they were even showing it globally um the rockefeller center christmas tree lighting ceremony uh you go to radio city music call for the most famous Christmas show on earth, the Radio City Christmas Spectacular. Everything is Christmas. Like, this whole happy holidays is taking over. Like, yeah, people say happy holidays because generally we call this whole time frame the holiday season. But no one is, like, changing. Like, no one is swapping, like, like, like uh, replacing holidays with Christmas. They're just arbitrarily swapping them depending on what the other person says just so they can sort of match it. Like if someone says Merry Christmas to me, I'll say like, yeah, Merry Christmas to you too. Someone yeah. says Happy Holidays to me, I say Happy Holidays to you too. It's that simple. It's nothing to go yeah. like nuts over. Oh, absolutely. And and I mean that it's sort of thinking about thinking about that, it's I was a couple years back, so I was writing uh, holiday cards or Christmas cards or whatever we're going to call them. Um, so I'm, I'm writing these and trying to address them to people. And I was like, okay, do, do, do I write Merry Christmas? Do, do I write happy holidays? What do I do on this? And it was, it was kind of weird that I was overthinking it. Cause that's, if you're thinking about that stuff more than a second, it's overthinking it. And I'm just like, this is so weird that I'm concerned about what to use here because saying Merry Christmas has become oddly weaponized. Like, have you noticed this, that you have like people will aggressively say Merry Christmas. That's the weirdest thing to me. And where they'll think, be like, Oh, I'm going to trigger the libs and say, 
say Merry Christmas to them, huh? You know, or when they were all angry about Starbucks uh, not having the word Christmas on their cup, even though the word Christmas was never on their cups, um, where people would go in there and be like, my name is Merry Christmas. Ha ha, I forced you to say it. It's like, why are you, why are you giving people who work at Starbucks a hard time? <laughs> and no one cares if you put your name as Merry Christmas. Uh, well, but that's it's it's that sort of thing where it's this weird trolling. It, I mean, it's it's kind of similar to that that weird saying they have now, where they're like, uh, "Let's go, Brandon," where they're like, "Ha ha, it's our way of of saying f Joe Biden." You know, it's like, yeah, that okay. I mean, I guess. But if I were to let's say, you know, if I was trying to cheer someone on, name Brandon, I might avoid saying let let's go brandon because it's right. become this weird little phrase just right. just same thing with like make america or america first or make america great again these these sorts of things become like brands essentially right. personally if and i was that, trying to yeah. cheer on if i was trying to cheer on an actual brandon nowadays i would cheer uh fuck joe biden <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck joe biden <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's the funny thing. I'm, I'm so glad you brought up Starbucks. And here's the thing: like, I I, I have a family member who uh, is from Spain. They they they're a citizen of Spain, and they they work here, and they travel every year to Spain to see their family. And they always tell me, and as far as they've they've known, and they're around my age, a little bit older, um, how every year, as long as he's grown up in Spain, uh, and I know this is the case for many other countries around the world, their Christmas celebration like their holiday season lasts even longer than it does in america they take it all the way to january 6th which is the three kings day celebration which is when according... we, we have a different january 6th right right yes uh that's that one just started that's a brand new yeah. holiday see um, we're, we're starting new traditions right but um but like apparently that's uh historically apparently that's when the three kings uh finally arrive to present their gifts to baby Jesus. And I just want to mention right now that song um, where it's, uh, uh, oh my God, what's that song called? Um, uh, the Little Drummer Boy. There, there's one of those songs where it's like- We uh, Three Kings? It's one of them. I can't remember now. <laughs> uh, where the, the one of the lines is like, the baby is outside cold, bring him silver and gold. And I'm thinking to myself, is that really what what's best for a shivering baby? Oh, good job, seem... Christmas song. Uh, but, um, anyway, uh, and here I'm thinking like, if this was really about like religious celebration of the holidays, you think there would be some sort of movement in this country to actually extend this to the full blown Christmas celebration that they celebrate in Italy and Spain and other European countries where they extended that extra week to the three Kings day. That's uh, uh, sounds very religious to me that it should be. But the reason we don't do that in this country is very obviously because corporations don't want to give people an extra week off. They're already giving us a – can you imagine if the – if like the the usual like Christmas Eve to like uh, New Year's Day time off that obviously not everyone has but a a, a lot of people do. It's like the – the the at least school children have off and then obviously probably a lot of office workers and such have off. Can you imagine if that got extended an extra week? Like, if this was about religion, you think Christians, hardcore Christians and Catholics, and whoever thinks the Christ is being taken out of Christmas, you think they'd all be out there saying, 
We want that extra week of observing this holy time period and not be whining about doesn't say Christmas on a coffee cup or uh, there, you know, we don't got enough Christmas cards compared to the amount of holiday cards like ridiculous. And trust me, listen, if if, uh, you Christians out there want to jump on board this, giving us all an extra week of the holidays, I will be right there with you fighting that fight. I will join that war. (laughs) I I will be on the front lines of that war on Christmas. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that that is, I think that sort of speaks to the hypocrisy of so much of this. I mean, remember last year when there was that, um, when that tape of Melania Trump saying, like, who gives a fuck about Christmas stuff? And I mean, first off, if, if uh, you know, if Jill Biden said that this year, it's all anyone would hear about for years to come (laughs) around Christmas, they'd be like, Democrats said, who gives a fuck about Christmas? But Melania Trump says that. And, um, you know, I secretly kind of loved her, her really spooky Christmas decorations. (laughs) It's my vibe. Um, It was like a nightmare before Christmas meets the White House. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's, it, it was different. Uh, but so she says that and none of the Trump supporters cared. It was it was in one ear out the other. They were like, oh, well, eh. <laughs> and it was kind of shocking how quickly that was out of the news. I mean, it also happened. <laughs> that also came out on the night that Trump tested positive for COVID. So understandably a little busy, but it's it didn't come back up. It's just something that kind of floated off because it was a non-controversy to them. And that's kind of the the issue here, they understand that this is not a real controversy, that no one is attacking Christmas. Right. You know, the White House Christmas tree is still the White House Christmas tree. There was a, the, a quote from Eric Trump a few years back where he said, the reason my dad ran for president was because they renamed the White House Christmas tree, the White House holiday tree. And it's like, they didn't do that. No one did that. <laughs> he should drop out. He should drop out of running for president if, if that's why he ran, because you have nothing to fear. The Christmas tree is still the Christmas tree. Right, right. Oh, by you the know. way, that song that I was referencing, thanks to uh, mm-hmm. Robert Miller in the chat, it's Do You Hear What I Hear? Uh, and uh, 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 it's, it's, okay. gr- it's great that that was given to me because I feel like that's sort of how the reaction on the right was to the uh, the Melania Trump fuck Christmas uh, whole thing. Where it's like, yeah. do you hear what I hear? No, no. What, did you Absolutely hear something? not. I didn't hear nothing. <laughs> did you hear something? I didn't hear nothing. Uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's incredible how they just, uh, you know, so down to the road and let's, let's actually, cause you posted and I, I, I think I might've seen this when it was originally posted, but I wanted to play it now. Uh, when you were over at media matters, uh, you helped put together a great, uh, compilation, uh, video clip with the rest of the crew over there that mm-hmm. basically looked at the Fox news push of the war on Christmas. And I will say this. Um, even though maybe they're 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 continuing to spread it, and we'll get to the the latest kerfuffle in front of the Fox News offices. Um, but even though they've continued to spread it, I do feel like it's lost its luster from when Bill O'Reilly was at the network. I really it feel, comes and goes. Yeah, I, <laughs> I really feel like though that like he was their commander of the war on Christmas, and once he was gone, there was no more like front man there. Like it's they're still pushing it. But you know, Bill Riley really was leading the charge. But let's 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 reminisce on some of the uh, the the 
years of Fox News pushing this war on Christmas. Well, the war on Christmas is not real. They tell you it all the time. It's totally fake. And if you believe in it, you're dumb. You watch Fox News or something. Isn't it amazing, the, the attack, the assault? It's just unbridled and seemingly unprecedented against Christmas. It has to do with, uh, at, at the root of it, it, it has to do with two things, abortion and, and the gay rights agenda. You know, today we're talking a lot about sexual harassment. Well, cases like this are examples of spiritual harassment. And look, this is a part of the larger, not just war on Christmas, but the war against Christianity. Uh, look, I'm tired of we talk. We're going to talk about this all the way through Christmas. Can you name one person who said that Obama's waging a war on Christmas? I've heard many people on these airwaves talking about it. I've been on oh. panels talking about is this really happening? Yeah, I mean, I haven't said oh, it. I, I don't remember anybody saying that Obama's waging a war on, on Christmas. Who's war on Christmas? Obama's. Obama. I think we won the war on terror. <laughs> I mean, the war on Christmas already. Hostile toward Christmas and hostile toward Christians. The war on Christmas heads to Sin City. Because there wasn't anybody else fighting this war on Christmas. I'll yeah, take kudos for that. Uh, I, I will agree with that. He really did. Uh, there's a little bit more, which we'll continue playing, but I really wanted to stop it there and say, like, I agree with that. Bill O'Reilly really did make this, like, part of his identity. Oh, yeah. That and uh, calling George Tiller... Tiller the baby killer up until someone murdered George Tiller. Right. Uh, which right. O'Reilly was like, how could you say I had anything to do with that? Right. He's like, I just went on TV all, uh, all the time and called this man a murderer. Right. On Christmas. And John, you've got a book for that title. Yeah, I did write a book about it. And it, I thought maybe we'd be done with it. And the war on Christmas may be worse than ever. There is an attack on... Christmas, Sarah which Palin is kind of the tip of the spear when it comes to a, an even greater battle brewing. They mock the idea there is a war on Christmas, even as they wage it. It's like the secret bombing of Cambodia. It was a secret <laughs> from everybody except the people getting bombed. Same deal here. A new front in the war on Christmas. Long Island, New York is ground zero for this year's first battle in the war on Christmas. But not just in America. The war on Christmas is a global struggle. For the PC police firing off their first shot in this year's war on Christmas. We wish you a happy holiday. We wish you a happy holiday. Right Jesus is the reason for the season. And more victims in the war on Christmas attacks on <laughs> Christmas. The war on Christmas doesn't exist. Obviously, you know that. You'd have to be a moron or some kind of Fox News viewer to think there's a war on Christmas. To deny that there is a war on Christmas is to lie. And it's a new battle in the war on Christmas. Why your ugly sweater party just got canceled by cancel culture. Oh there's a, a problem. The cups don't say Christmas. There's the cups. They say, uh, what, Merry Coffee. Big headlines for you, War on Christmas edition. Waging a war on Christmas. War on Christmas. There's a war on Christmas. It's the war on Christmas. <laughs> war on Christmas. War on Christmas. War on Christmas. War on Christmas. It's a new chapter in the left's war on Christmas. Assaults on the traditions of Christmas. In North Korea to the war on Christmas. Dr. Sebastian Gorka says this has jihad written all over it. He is live next. And the war on Christmas. If you watch The Factor, you know that we won the war on Christmas battle. And we'll be back in a moment. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. all over. Uh, you declared I, victory. I will They've say, done this several times. <laughs> I, I, I will. It just gets reignited every year. I will say it was interesting to see some people... Uh, in that compilation that haven't been on Fox News for quite a while because they got even too racist for Fox <laughs> News. Michelle Malkin, for example. I, interesting to see her face on a five. I forgot that she yeah. was... Uh, a, or, or, I mean, you have you have guys like Ed Henry and uh, Eric Bolling who 
right. are no longer at Fox because they allegedly did bad things. Right, right, right. <laughs> off the off the air. Yes. You and know, uh, but, uh, what's her, yeah, what's so, her name? The one who sued Fox News was in on that too. The one who. Uh, Gretchen Carlson. Gretchen Carlson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fighting yeah, that war. She was, yeah, she was. People really wanted to give her like a big redemption arc. Remember, they made a movie about her life, which yes. was like, what the? I do, and I will say one thing. One glaring omission from that great compilation piece, though, was uh, I did not see the infamous Megyn Kelly. Yeah. Santa is white, Santa. kids. By the way, Santa is. Yeah, that was. Oh, that's a classic. I I need to find find these. Last year I was bored because I mean what it, it was a pandemic so I didn't go anywhere. Right. <laughs> um and I made uh, every day I made an on this day in the war on Christmas video. I need to start posting those again because there are so many good ones that really just kind of sneak past uh past all of us and yeah, the Santa is white one. Um, people freaking out about a mall having a black Santa. That was another thing that kept happening, uh, which is uh, which is funny. Uh, wouldn't 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 Santa be one of their? I mean, technically, wouldn't Santa be one of their enemies who's distracting from the reason right? for the season? Jesus Christ! I you mean, would think so, right? I, but the problem with that argument, the problem with with framing it in this way, where it's like. Hey, shouldn't we be putting more attention on Jesus, or shouldn't we be putting more attention on the religious aspect of this? Is by doing that, you're pointing to what is actually driving any sort of war on Christmas, if one exists. It's it's consumerism. It's it's mass consumerism. You you know, yeah. If you have a a mom and pop store down the street. They probably just say whatever the hell they want. Uh, but if you get Walmart coming in and setting up a, a shop and they just want to have policies that people can follow that are supposed to be fine for 300 million people. And <laughs> yeah, you're going to get weird, inclusive, but odd language a lot of the time because you try to appease everyone and instead of just being like hey okay uh you know ma and pa down the street are put a merry christmas sign in their window you know that sort of thing so yeah i mean if they do that though they have to they have to kind of criticize capitalism and they really do not want to do that right I, you know, one of the one of the clips I saw there, and I I, I might have missed this one when it happened. I know you covered it in one of your uh, War on Christmas pieces. Was did 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 we try to cancel Rudolph? Did I miss that memo? Did I did I miss yeah. that that big board meeting with the rest of Antifa and the Dem socialists and everybody else on the left? So this was fun. This was funny because it was twenty twenty eighteen or twenty nine. Yeah, it was twenty eighteen when. Um, Huffington Post made a little video that was just people had tweet, you know, people watching Rudolph and live tweeting it and making jokes like, oh, man, I'd hate to work in that place. The look at how the employees are treated. It's a sweatshop, you know, like that sort of thing. And make, making jokes or being like, you know, Rudolph should have told Dasher, fuck you, <laughs> you know, fuck off because uh, whatever. And 
oh, now Santa needs help. So people were making like jokes about that. And so Huffington Post put together this this compilation that was those tweets. Um, and they put it in an article that was in their comedy vertical that said, like, we need to talk about how problematic Rudolph is. And so they put this out, just Huffington Post, and people go nuts over it. They start freaking out. They start uh, just saying, like, how, how dare the left uh, attack Christmas? And you had, like, there was someone who did one of the voices in the Rudolph, in Rudolph, and, like, issued a statement to Fox being like, Rudolph isn't offensive. It teaches you not to bully kids because people, people pointed out that Rudolph was bullied. And yeah, I mean, he was, that's kind of the, that's kind of the thing to show that what the other reindeer were doing to him was wrong. That's the whole point. But yeah, they, they insist. And this is kind of that, that, uh, that thing that always happens, you know, it's one thing when it happens on Twitter, but then it's another when you have like Fox repeating it over and over where they're like, oh, no, no, you're just trying to walk it back. You're just trying to pretend that you were joking because people called you on it, like that sort of thing. But, I mean, really, it was just a joke the whole time. It was filed under comedy. They may not have gotten the joke. It may have flown over their heads, but that doesn't make it any less of a joke. No one was actually offended by Rudolph. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like there are some kind of funny dated things there like when Rudolph gets lost you have like his dad's like I must go find him and and the his, his mom was like I'll come with and he goes no this is man's work <laughs> which, <laughs> which is just kind of like it's funny because it, it's charmingly dated right <laughs> it's 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 that like weird 50s misogyny kind of stuff um but yeah it's it's just a, a total it's chaos and they will find anything and they will they will stick to it and they will just turn it into an issue. I mean, the one segment on there was Tucker Carlson being angry about gingerbread people. And that happened in one coffee shop in Scotland. <laughs> like that's that's what he was mad about in that segment. Like in what way is a coffee shop creating gingerbread people instead of gingerbread men like that's not newsworthy. That's not newsworthy in the town that it that it happened. Right. I mean, it's it's really frustrating that like they can take take these these weird single stories that are usually just like either someone trying to be inclusive or, or someone just trying to get publicity and trying to draw attention to them. You know, like I'm oh as a joke, these are gingerbread people. They're non-gendered. Uh, this is a statement about equality or something, you know, like those sorts of things. But then you have people freaking out and going like, how dare they are traditions. I feel like I want to make one up for them. Like I want to like make a fake outrage for them to like, to fool them. Like, I'm trying to think right. Okay, here we go. Let's see. Let's see if this takes off, everybody. Let's see. Let Fox News know. Frosty the Snowman. Uh, you see that top hat, the the the, the pipe. I, I'm I'm getting real like PUA pickup artist, men's rights activist vibes from Frosty. You could just picture him tipping that hat and going, "Milady." I mean, that dude. He's gone. Cancel him. Cancel Frosty. Does he's not. He doesn't wear activist. clothes. He he smokes a pipe. That's a, these are the, just bad lessons for kids. 
gotta cancel Frosty. Just throw cancel bad, hashtag cancel Frosty. Bad, Melt Frosty. Bad dude all around. Yes. <laughs> And he's hanging out. Like, what's a grown, naked man doing hanging out at the schoolyard? Unbelievable. Right? Just standing outside their window. And he's a thief, too, <laughs> stealing that magician's hat. Yeah. I mean, so. <laughs> Unbelievable. So you know how, uh, you know how in, in that video you had O'Reilly taking credit for, for winning the war on Christmas? Um, there's another video that, that I, I sent, I, I told you about. Can we watch that? That was uh, yes. Let's do this because you mentioned yeah. earlier. Let's let's talk about Trump a little more. Yeah, you mentioned yeah. earlier that um, you know Trump sort of ran on this weird. Uh, we're gonna be saying Merry Christmas again, which I I don't know. Maybe I again. Maybe I missed that that board. Maybe I was in a I don't know. Maybe I got hit in the head and was out unconscious for a number of years. But um, I don't think people ever stopped saying Merry Christmas, as far as I can remember. Nope. I mean, the Washington Post had a, uh, in 20, yeah, in 2017, they ran a story. It was just so embarrassing. It was in a pro-Trump town. They never stopped saying Merry Christmas. <laughs> what? That's an actual article. It was, a, it was in the the news section of the paper. It wasn't even an opinion piece. It was, it was a reported piece where it, it had people saying like, we've always said Merry Christmas. It offends me to see the stores where they just do happy holidays or season's greetings. It should be Merry Christmas. Put Christ back into it. So it's supposed to be. I got to say you know, that that gingerbread people story from Scotland, that Scotland cafe, uh, that seems like a bigger news story than a town that is still saying something they never stop saying that nobody <laughs> else stops saying. I mean, it's so weird. Well, and, and the funny thing is that, that this piece which happened was, in that Scotland cafe. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, the, the funny thing about this, this piece is that it takes all of their claims at face value and just prints them. But it kind of also shows you a little bit of what's actually be beneath the surface level of their, their being offended. So this is a quote from someone else who was in that story. We can't say Christmas because there's too many Muslims and Buddhists and Hindus, and it offends them, said Naomi DePriest, property manager, blah, 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 blah. I think they should keep Christ in Christmas, which is why they said originally, and to heck with anybody that don't like it. Anybody who, that's Muslim or Hindu or Buddhist, let them do whatever they want to do. But don't criticize those that want to keep Christ in Christmas. No one is. What are you doing? Yeah, that's, Why are you so concerned with how many Muslims there are? Right, but that's also contrary. Like he, like whoever said that, clearly, sort of, I, I have to assume realized what they were saying halfway through, and then tried to pretend that let them do what they want. But that's literally the thing. They're the one. If if in your world they're the ones saying Happy Holidays, that's it. That's them that's doing it. what they want. Yeah, like that's it. No one's yeah. forced. Like there's no like rule, like decree, saying that like you will be jailed if you say Merry Christmas or anything like that. No one cares. But uh, clearly, some people still do because right yeah. before we went live, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Parker told me that uh, Mike Huckabee. That that there's a name you really don't hear much nowadays. Um, Mike Huckabee had an interview with Donald Trump. And of course, as Mike Huckabee and Donald Trump would do, getting together in mid-December, they apparently, and I haven't watched this yet, so I'm going to be just as shocked as this as all of you. I'm, I'm assuming Parker knows what I'm about to get into here. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm assuming they're going to talk about Christmas. Let's, 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 let's do this. 
growing. <laughs> oh, boy. America had gone through a long period where people quit saying whoa, Merry Christmas. Whoa, 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 I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, he has a beard now. Yeah, I have to pause it right away. What is going on with Mike Huckabee? Yeah, he's, like, he's like 90 years old or something now. <laughs> yeah, geez. I feel like I feel like he's getting ready to be a mall Santa next year. Like, he's not there yet, obviously. The beard ain't long enough, but he's clearly going for the, the early look. This is uh, Tim Allen and the Santa Claus in the very beginning when he first starts taking over the, the reins. Uh, let's, let's continue. Christmas. <laughs> it's all happy holidays. Oh, boy. You deliberately changed that. That's and true. openly said, Merry Christmas, we're going to say it again. That was part of my campaign, Mike. Yeah. You know, the country had started with this woke, I guess, uh, a little bit before that. Yeah. And it was embarrassing for stores to say Merry Christmas. You'd see these big chains. They want your money, but they don't want to say Merry Christmas. And they'd use reds and they'd use whites and snow, but they wouldn't <laughs> say Christmas. And when I started campaigning, this was in 20. 15. I'm sorry. I'm not going to let them uh, declare that snowfall is a religious. <laughs> the weather is that a Christian thing. I'm sorry. Wait, <laughs> really, really quick. Before you hit hit play again, look at the the scroll along the bottom right now. The Despite I, woke cancel culture, America loves, loves Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Let's rewind it just a little bit so we don't miss anything. Donald Trump to Newsmax. Despite woke cancel culture, America loves Christmas. Amazing. Just amazing. Just, uh, absolutely amazing. Also, the music choice here. I, I got to say, they are, they, the, the music volume, whoever the audio producer of this failed, <laughs> music volume way louder than they are. I can barely make them out. But the, the music is as crystal clear as possible. <laughs> 2015. When I started campaigning, I said, you're going to say Merry Christmas again. And now people are saying it. Of course, they're not saying a lot of other things like George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. You know, those names are being obliterated. I, I forgot about <laughs> Who's going those... around saying George Washington? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about those days, Parker, where you would just, you know, you'd be leaving, uh, I don't know, your local uh, yeah, Christmas uh, fair or whatever, local Christmas gathering, the town gathering outside. And as you're leaving, everyone goes... Merry Christmas, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> it's like, I remember those days. We just don't have it anymore. No. Constitution. No. Declaration of Independence. Just, just the rattling shit like that off. Alexander Hamilton, Ben Franklin, but no more. Because of craziness. But uh, they are saying Merry Christmas again. We got that. That was a big part of what I was doing. And so I would say it all the time during that period that we want them to say Merry Christmas. Don't shop at stores that don't say Merry Christmas. And I'll tell you, we brought it back very quickly. You really did. And I think a lot of people appreciated that it was a part of the American culture. It was a part of who we are. It wasn't uh, to exclude anybody. It was just simply a celebration of what America does at Christmas. And America and the world, but America loves Christmas. Yeah. And whether you're Muslim, whether you're Christian, whether you're Jewish, everyone loves Christmas. And they'd say Merry Christmas until these crazy people came along and they wanted to stop it along with everything else. So I was very proud of that, actually. Remember, I used to say, we will say Merry Christmas again in front of these massive crowds of people. Oh, my God. What? What, what, is, what happened to the music? All of a sudden, it went into like weird, <laughs> like sort of like native. The type. 
Yeah, yeah. it was like the Titanic theme. Basically. Or that, yeah. Oh, there's another clip. Let's uh, this honestly, this is much better than I even imagined. I guess I've, I'm a little bit rusty, being that we haven't heard much from Trump nowadays, as I much know. as we used to at least. That I the, forgot. The man's brain has is just total pudding at the moment. <laughs> right, right. Let's let's go to the second clip. I'm I'm excited. It's got to get president. I mean, it's got to be even better. I'm assuming. President, I want to say because of you, a lot of Americans have had some great Christmases. You helped rebuild the economy, pride in our country, made us a strong military once again, stood up to China. When I think of all the ways that you led this country, energy independent for the first time in 75 years. No longer. I think a lot of people are right now saying, I wish Donald Trump was president right now this year for Christmas. What a great Christmas present that would be. Well, it's been very sad when you look. We were energy independent, and now they're going to OPEC again, and, and they're begging for oil. And uh, the gasoline price was $1.87, and now it's in California $7.50 a gallon. Well, first of all, I don't remember $1.87 <laughs> gas anywhere in like the past, for the past, like, what, 20 years? Uh, and as for seven eighty, I don't know where I've seen like a, a high gas price in New York City that I've seen. Besides like the one or two gas stations in Manhattan that are known for like charging five bucks or something like that, it's like you know three dollars fifty, three dollars sixty, three seventy. Maybe if you're getting like the premium four bucks, that's high in New York City. I don't know. Maybe California's. I don't know. I'm not a Californian, but. Uh, Seems yeah, like that's off. Yeah. Probably a little bit. Yeah. I said that during the debates. I said, wait till you watch what they do to energy. Wait till you watch what they do with inflation. Inflation is a killer. And so many other things. It's, it's very sad to, to see what's happening. But uh, our country will survive it. And I really believe we're going to be greater than ever before. But we're going through a very bad... Uh, very bad time, and they're all self-inflicted errors. These are errors that should never have happened. Energy, we, we had so much. So with energy, as an example, we weren't doing well at all. We are doing poorly. I got in, we were bigger than Russia, bigger than Saudi Arabia, and within one year, we would have been bigger than both put together. And now we're begging them for energy. We have more than they do. Uh, if you look at Anwar in Alaska, Ronald Reagan tried to get it approved, couldn't do it. No president could do it. I got it done. All right. I'll say first clip was better because he stuck with the Christmas stuff. But I will say um, it is really bizarre. It is really bizarre to see how much. And you know what? This isn't just conservatives and Republicans. It's it's older people in general harping on inflation and them spending like an extra buck or 50 cents or 25 cents on a product. And it's like it's really interesting to see that that's what bothers all of you guys when like millennials and Gen Z have been saying, uh, how the fuck are we supposed to afford education and homes that have gone up like thousand plus percent? Like, yeah, like. I, it is really like I. It really bothers. It honestly, really like it bothers me. So it's like I really am not that bothered that. Oh no, I have to pay an extra 
25 cents, 50 cents for a slice of pizza because, oh, I got to pay an extra $900,000 if I want to buy a home in an outer borough of New York City where I've lived my whole life than what people were paying just like 20 or 30 years ago. So yeah, I'll pay the extra 25 cents for the pizza if you could get me back to the, the, the 90s or the 80s or even the early 2000s of home prices in like Queens, New York, please. Yeah. And, 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 you know, if like, if, if they, they actually cared about this stuff, you know, if they actually cared about, oh, price is going up, oh, this and that. Yeah. They would, they would do things about the, the big ticket items that are super expensive. Like necessities. Uh, yeah. Like things that you need. Like, you don't have to buy like the fancy meats that are going up because they're, there's some sort of supply chain issue. Like, there's enough regular basic food out there like last time i checked there wasn't a, a a shortage of like beans or like bread or anything general like that uh but uh they don't give a shit about the price of education they don't give a shit about the price of child care they don't give a shit about the costs healthcare. of health care of uh, uh shelter home whether it be rent or buying like it's incredible but you know gas goes up five cents a gallon holy shit and and the thing is, like, so it goes up, and it's not like any of Biden's policies, like, ha would have pushed gas prices up. You know, it's especially because there was someone who posted on, I think it was on, like, TikTok. It was, like, filling her, her gigantic SUV. She's like, thanks, Biden. And it was posted, like, January 27th or something. It's like, he's been in office for a week, and she's just like, these these gas prices are out of control. And that's uh, something else that happens a lot with, with these discussions of, like, inflation and whatnot. It's You start to get where the, they're talking about um, things that aren't are, – they're not basing it in – in fact, they're like, oh, yeah, the price went way up. Like Trump doing that thing where he's like, oh, $1.99 to 7 bucks or whatever the hell he said. It's like none of that was true. So much of what he said was just nonsense falling out of his his dying brain, you right. know? But I will say I will say, true part is that people aren't just shouting random historical figures in the wild anymore. They're just not. <laughs> that I has not been days. happening. Yeah. I, miss I want days. him to run on that. You know, if if he's going to run, he needs to run on. You're all going to be saying Thomas Jefferson. I mean, maybe maybe the last time that actually was a thing was maybe when most people were alive and someone was trying to get their attention. Like, yo, Abe Lincoln. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I, I like the idea, the idea that like oh, it's like, oh, Washington's been been canceled. It's like, dude, there is a state and our nation's capital are both named after this guy to the two things and it becomes confusing at times because of this you know yeah oh but so one one thing i i do i do want to give trump credit for this and all of the war on christmas people credit for this uh you've got all of these movies the the theme of saving christmas it's not new i mean you know i i decided to type saving christmas into uh into IMDb and you know I found that it, Christmas has been saved by dogs, boys, men, Ernest, elves, trees, toys, drones, bears, cops, vampires, Kirk Cameron, Elmo, Nutcrackers, etc. There were like 70, 70 movies that were like blank saved Christmas. Um, so why not be the politician who saved Christmas? And all you have to do is say 
people are trying to cancel Christmas. And then when Christmas happens, you go, I did it. <laughs> right. I saved it. Right. What did I do? Nothing. Right. I will say, though, that that's like, you know, another point to like the cancellation or the war on Christmas. Like what other holiday has such a vigorous like their own like vigorous amount of films that it has its own like it has its own genre. Like yeah. the Christmas film is its own genre of movie. There's no other holiday. Like maybe Halloween comes close, but you can't count that because horror movies are not all about the holiday. So like what else? There's no there's no like huge amount of like uh Hanukkah, Yom Kippur, if we're talking religion, uh uh Diwali movie, like you know, that doesn't exist and there's no uh l- large amount of any other type of movies I could think of of any for any other holiday. Like Christmas is the thing. Like even Hollywood ain't canceling Christmas. Yeah. Even those li- those dirty baby eating liberals <laughs> in Hollywood aren't even canceling Christmas. But yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's so such a goofy thing that I I honestly can't. I am fascinated and horrified by the whole thing because because on one on one hand you have you have just the the genius of the political argument, you know, where where you frame yourself as being the pro Christmas, the pro Christmas party, and thereby frame the other party as anti Christmas, which is not true. <laughs> I mean, they people are have convinced themselves that Obama never said Merry Christmas. There there are videos of him repeatedly saying Merry Christmas over and over and over. People have made these compilations because they're like, no, here's proof. And people go, he didn't say it. Parker, have you considered that every time Obama said Merry Christmas, he had his fingers crossed his like fingers this crossed. behind his back? Yeah. <laughs> it's entirely possible. He, it's entirely possible. But Merry, you know, in a lot, in a lot of the stuff during the the Obama year, <laughs> years was that they were trying to play to that. Oh, is he a secret Muslim kind of thing? Right. You know, right? Which, God, hey, according to, <laughs> Every, according to Trump, everything is so dumb. According to Trump, even even the Muslims are saying Merry Christmas nowadays. Even he was propping that up. I mean, so the idea that Obama. The secret Muslim couldn't be saying Merry Christmas. Even that gets, gets thrown out the window with even Trump's own line of thought. I mean, these guys make no sense. Make no. no sense. I mean, but but think about think about how like okay, so Democrats get in office and it's like here's a big list of things that you need to do and they're going to be very hard to do. Um, some easier than others. And Democrats are like, I don't know what to do, and just freak out and not do any of it. Uh, <laughs> but then Republicans get in there, and they're a list of things to do. It's like evil shit, and then wage fake wars, like be Don Quixote. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what it what it is. It's you had oh Trump's Trump's waging a war on Christmas. I mean or he's fighting for Christmas. I mean, you had um, PolitiFact, who, uh, one one day I'll, I'll talk more about this, but so there, there was a time I criticized PolitiFact. They got very angry and, and emailed my bosses at Media Matters <laughs> because I was just like, this is terrible, this is horrible. I think I made fun of how like one of the fact checker dudes looked. I was like, this dude, and it, it was stupid of me. But anyway. So you know how PolitiFact does these like keeping track of the promises right. and thing that they do, and they're like promise kept, promise broken, and on and they're super literal about it. They're like uh, Trump promised not to 
make cuts to Social Security or Medicare, promise kept. I mean, every single year he was in office, he proposed cutting Medicare. It's just Congress stopped him from doing it. Um, but they gave him a promise kept because while he tried, he was not successful. Um, and there was, oh, Obama promised to to advocate to, to pass a— LGBTQ non-discrimination protections. That didn't happen, so promise broken. And so they gave Trump, PolitiFact gave Trump a promise kept for, I want to make sure I've got the wording right. Here was the promise he made. If I become president, we're going to be, we're going to be saying a Merry Christmas at every store. Mm, promise you kept. Can leave, you can leave happy holidays at the corner. Other religions can do what they want. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna assume that Politifact literally sent someone to every store in America to confirm because I remember like if uh, I don't know like during like the the 2020 primaries or 2016 primaries like if Bernie Sanders said something where they could like twist it into like <laughs> like if he said like 125,000 people are and it's just a random number don't come at me if I'm it's just I'm just making something up here uh, 125,000 people. Uh, don't have any insurance. They're like, we did the numbers. It's actually 125,005. Bernie Sanders, wrong. I mean, they would be doing that type of shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they did that constantly. But with with Trump, it's he lied so constantly that you had places like PolitiFact grading him on. I mean, it's it was the same curve that so so many people in media graded him on, where it was like, well, he didn't shit his pants on stage, so... Great job, you know, like that. That would that was like the bar that they set for him. I mean, honestly, know? if he didn't shit his pants on stage, I think I would be saying he didn't keep his promise. <laughs> I, I was expecting some pants shitting. I was expecting shit, but yeah, you know, and and so basically, the the Politifact thing is hilarious though because, uh, they they were like, um, yeah. So for the second year in a row, the official White House Christmas card says Merry Christmas, and um. It does not say happy holidays anywhere, and we couldn't find happy holidays mentions on Trump's Twitter account since taking office. What? You know, I mean, come on. It's it's so frustrating. And they and they they did it twice. They they did it two times, they two, 2017 and 2018. They had someone write a whole article fact checking this and saying Trump's keeping his promise. Wow. I everything is so unbelievably dumb <laughs> wow i mean yeah it's he he got so many passes but uh you know the idea that you would even like bother giving him a credit for people saying merry christmas is the most ridiculously absurd thing oh, like i think that might take the cake honestly i i, I just clicked over to the politifact page for like the biden promise tracker it's not going to end well for him <laughs> on this. Like, because he made a lot of big promises. Uh, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, good luck. Uh, he should have he <laughs> kept it more realistic. Like, Merry Christmas. He should have said every, he would say Merry Christmas yeah. every once in a while. I He's don't know. a Catholic, too. He could have made it happen probably a lot uh, easier than uh, Trump. The top, the top one right now is uh, get COVID-19 under control. Mm. I mean, eventually. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, you know, mm. I I know it's off topic, but I keep thinking about hitting the one million death mark. Oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I, I don't even know. My, I am trying to prepare myself 
for how I'm going to feel when we hit this terrifying, horrible milestone that most people are still struggling about. Well, the thing is, when the thing is, when when we do hit that, you know, there's people who would be like, "That's it, only a million? I was told there'd be like ten million deaths. Yeah, all this for nothing. All this for nothing." Yeah, well, if if not for Donald Trump and his great leadership, we would have been at fifty million. Right. Listen, know? if it wasn't for I Trump mean, that's, fast that's tracking those vaccines that we refuse to take because they use it to track us and it's going to kill us in a few months. If it wasn't for Trump fast tracking those vaccines, we'd all be dead right now. Thank God for Trump and those vaccines, <laughs> which I don't trust and will not take. Oh man. Well, Parker. Uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And a happy holidays. And a happy New Year. Right. And a happy Kwanzaa. And a happy future Christmas. Uh, you're, I, you, yeah, I, I covered always, all my bases. I, I always knew you were an anti Semite, Parker. <laughs> <laughs> no Hanukkah. I get it. It's fine. No Hanukkah. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, no, but it's been, it's been too long. Great to have you back on the show. Uh, hope to have you on again soon. Everyone needs to check out your great new newsletter. Well, actually, why don't you, cause people, it always yeah. makes sense for you to, for the guests to promote what they'd the like guests. to promote. Take as long as you'd like right now, drop all the different promos, the links, the social media handles, take it away. So here's the thing. In June, I quit my job at Media Matters. <laughs> Because I was like, all these people are starting starting uh, newsletters, and that's like this big thing. And I was like, I have a ton of people who follow me on Twitter, so they'll probably sign up. They didn't. Um, <laughs> which, fair. I don't like getting emails either. Uh, but if, if you, person listening to this right now, uh, wanted to sign up for my newsletter, in which I write about stuff like this, and I talk about stuff like this, you can do so by going to read the present age.com so that's read r e a d t h e present p r e s e n t age a g e yeah <laughs> just you know a little, little spelling quiz for myself uh you know and there what i what i try to do is i try to write about uh things that interest me and and things that uh, change over time i like to pull up old newspapers i like to pull up examples of you know, here's uh, here's the first use of such and such term, uh, because I find that stuff fascinating. The while re- researching for something last week, I I came across the time the New York Times accidentally published uh, Karl Marx's obituary like 13 years before he died. <laughs> like it wasn't even close. Um, like I I love just doing stuff like that, looking into old old media things because i am obsessed with media I mean, generally that's how, that's how you i learned from your newsletter that uh the war on christmas goes all the way back to 1920 with ford i was actually quite quite uh shocked i mean i i i guess i could have assumed that there was going to be some sort of you know bullshit where there was some sort of uh you know uh, uh drama surrounding christmas but the 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 way it was like the exact same argument was a little bit yeah. jarring. That was yeah like, yeah. So so yeah so you know so there you sign go. up for sign up for my newsletter. Do that. There there are free subscriptions. There are paid subscriptions. And all I want you person listening to this to do is to sign up for a free one. And if you like it, maybe pay in the future. If you don't. 
unsubscribe. <laughs> I'll be nice. I don't care. You know, it's, uh, I, I, I do, res- I or respond to keep, people just... who reply to me. I, I have conversations in the comments. It's actually a lot of fun. Right. Or just keep subscribing to the free one and, and see what, where it goes from there. You never know where it'll yeah. happen down the line. I'll, if you want. I'll, I'll have to start, start throwing up some paywalls. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. but, right. but yeah, this and, has been a lot of fun. And at Parker Malloy on Twitter, can't forget yeah. that. Yeah, do right. follow me on Twitter. Yeah. So uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, all that fun stuff. Uh, I I'm looking forward to 2022. I wonder what it'll bring. Nothing good, I'm sure. Probably no. It, it'll only yeah. get worse. Yeah. I said that. I said that in uh, 2019 going into 2020. So then 2020 going into 21, uh, you can't go wrong with betting that things will get worse. Yeah, that's, that's true. Because we, we are doomed. Man, that's why I called this show that, right? Yep, yep, yep. There you yep. go. It's the name of the show. We worked it in there. Yeah. Have, uh. a, have a great night, Parker. <laughs> Take Matt. care. Oh, that was great. I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, first of all, the topic is great. And then I always enjoy having Parker Malloy on this show. In fact, it has been too long. I don't know why it's been so long. I need to, I need to go back into the, uh, the early days of the show and see what other great guests I just from just because of like the pandemic, like getting me off track, seeing who I haven't had on this show in a long time and get them back on for, for all new content. Cause a lot has happened since they've been back they, since they've last been on. Um, all right, folks, we got a lot more show for you. I'll be taking phone calls. Uh, I'll be still not, I'm still not monetized on, on, on YouTube. Uh, it's almost going to be a month now since they let me remonetize, since they let me apply for, reapply for remonetization. It's been more than two months now since I was monetized. Um, it sucks. I can't read your super chats, but. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll try to follow the comments here and, um, you can watch me on youtube.com slash You can watch me on twitch.tv slash Uh, if you are on Twitch, uh, I am an affiliate there and you could, uh, drop me a subscription. If you have a prime Amazon prime subscription, you actually get a free Twitch subscription already included with your prime. So if you haven't already given that to another Twitch channel, you can basically take money from Jeff Bezos at no extra cost for you and give it to me. It's like you're, you're Robin Hood here and you're robbing Jeff Bezos and giving to poor, poor, poor Matt Binder. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Matt Binder. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, of course, the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Binder. That is the best way to support this show, quite honestly, if you can financially support the show. I know it is a uh, reoccurring monthly subscription. I only ask for five bucks. That's a dollar twenty-five a week. It's like thirty cents a day, maybe less. I don't even know. I can't. I can't even. It's not thirty cents a day, but I don't know how much it is. It's maybe it is thirty cents a day. Who knows? I can't do math right now. I'm exhausted. My kids woke up at five in the morning today. Um, but I still got a lot more show, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. I just need 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 caffeine, which I got right here. Um, Patreon.com slash Matt Binder. Um, I, I neglected to thank the patrons on the first half of the show yet, uh, last week. So I got a lot of people to thank this week. I, I thank them on the second half. So they're going to get a, a another thank you on this half of the show. So let's go. So what would it be? Everyone who subscribed 
Ooh, prior to ooh, pri ooh, I gotta go back a couple days. All right, here we go. Here we go. The patrons who've joined the show in the last few weeks, and it's actually not that many because uh, December is a tough month for people, I think. Um, and to that I say I feel you. Uh, James Z is your guy. TCK, Shorap, Bitchy Pundit, C Slash, and N A M or N E M or N A M. I'm sorry. I, there's a there's an accent on the A in your name. I'm not sure if I should be saying N A or N E. Feel free to message me if you want, and I'll I'll be happy to say your name again next week the proper the proper way. Thank you all so much for being page becoming patrons. Like I said, tough month for people. Had a few cancellations and declines. Um, so every little bit helps me keep. Basically, you're keeping me above that that previous goal that I went past. Um, so that, that, that's great. So patreon.com slash mattbinder. If you can, uh, twitch.tv slash mattbinder. Subscribe there too. That's a, if you got Amazon Prime, that's a freebie. Um, what else? What else? Uh, I'm going to give you more ways soon. I've been saying that for who knows how long, but I will, I will set that up and get that to you guys. I promise. I promise. I promise. Um, the crypto show is coming. The crypto show is coming. Uh, oh, let me also, uh, you might be saying, why is Matt doing his uh, Christmas episode on December 16th? Maybe you're not. That seems like an actually mid-December seems like a completely decent time to have a Christmas holiday episode. But I noticed a lot of people taking off, started taking off and all at the beginning of December from their show, podcast, YouTube channel, whatever. Some people taking off now. Some people taking off for the next two weeks. Um, I will say this. Uh, Guest-wise, uh, being that uh, we'll be talking like on, I think the next time this is going to be an episode, uh, probably going to hold it instead of next Thursday, next Wednesday to be safe. But I'll let you guys know for sure. You should follow me on Twitter for that, at Matt Binder. Um, but it's close to Christmas. So uh, people might be traveling and such, so getting a guest. So there will be an episode next week. Uh, probably be a fun episode with clips, checking stuff out like that. Um, so, so bear with me. I'll let you guys know what that is. Um, in the following week, same thing. It's that week after Christmas before new year's where everyone's traveling vacation stuff. I I'll be giving you guys content for sure, but at Matt Binder for exactly when that will be. And obviously for the deets on uh, who's coming on the show. And also Patreon's a great way to I always give the, the details to Patreon subscribers first and then on Twitter. Um, so yeah. Uh, doomcast.com for the podcast version of the show rate this podcast.com slash doomed for the um, for the two uh, for all the links on where you could uh, leave podcast reviews for the show uh, what else what else uh, folks we're going to the second half of the show right now that's right the second half of the show right now a lot more content if you are a patron subscriber or if you're a live stream viewer watching this show live right now you can stick around, and you can even call me, open up Skype, type type in Doomed Live, one word, Doomed Live, and uh, right there, the username will pop up. Call in. I'll take your call. I'll Give me a second to open up the Skype line on my end. Uh, for freebie podcast listeners uh, and uh, everyone else who might be uh, just tuning in randomly, 
Uh, if I don't speak to you before Festivus, before Christmas Eve, before Christmas, maybe this is the maybe you're you're maybe you guys are clocking out until the new year. I want to say Happy Festivus, Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, whatever it may be. Uh, and I will see you guys all next time on Doomed.